This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's up, everyone? It is the end of the year. This is kind of like a very reflective time for a lot of people. And I thought in today's episode, we could just kind of chat. I'm not going to sell you anything. I don't have anything to promote. I just wanted to sort of have a heart to heart with you. I feel like every single year in my business or as a freelancer, I have kind of a theme. And this is a theme that I see my clients dealing with, that I see just like the overall freelance community dealing with, that I see myself dealing with. And this year, I've definitely noticed the perfectionism trap coming up over and over again. So today I want to talk about why perfectionism is something that I think we all struggle with, but we need to just like throw it out the window. None of us are perfect. We're never going to be perfect. We need to accept that if we want to be successful. And some of the things that have kind of helped me do just that. I want to start by saying the first time that you do anything, it's going to be bad. Nobody starts out as wonderful and perfect. Even the people that we look to who are just like naturally good at whatever it is that they do, they still improve, you know? I mean, this is so cheesy, but like my, I don't even want to say guilty pleasure because I think that's a, has a negative connotation, but one of the shows that I love to watch is Dancing with the Stars. And this year, Charlie D'Amelio won, who's like this TikTok star. And she was good from day one. But her first dance compared to her last dance were just completely different. And I mean, her first dances were like good, right? <laughs> so you could do the same thing for like your favorite artist, your favorite writer, your favorite YouTuber, your favorite entrepreneur. Um, you know, there is always that progression and that growth. And if you're not seeing growth, you're doing something wrong. So I think the sooner that we can just accept my first social media management client, there's going to be some bumps along the road. My first YouTube video, I'm going to probably look back and cringe at it. You know, the sooner we can accept that, the sooner we can just move forward with just starting because you can't get better without starting to begin with, right? I mean, I can give you so many examples of this from the traditional workforce to content creation, to courses, to social media management. Like the first marketing job I got was at a Fortune 500 staffing company. Um, well, the first social media management job I got before that I did have a marketing role, but it was basically just like customer support, honestly. And I applied for this second job at the staffing company. I actually applied for the job that I'm pretty sure my boss ended up getting. So it was a level up than what I ended up getting hired for. And I knew that I didn't have all of the things that they wanted on that list on LinkedIn. I was like, yeah, I don't have like five years of experience in marketing. I don't have experience with Google ads, like whatever, you know, all the qualifications were. But I applied for it anyway. I was like, whatever, I'm going to get further by applying than just sitting here and wondering, right? So like I said, I didn't get the job. Somebody else ended up getting the job above me. But about a month later, I got called in for this other role that was a more junior role. 
and I ended up getting it. So, you know, putting yourself in those rooms, putting yourself on those stages, that's the only way that you're going to move forward. I could have just sat there and like been like, nope, I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified. And they wouldn't have even known my name. I wouldn't even get have gotten that more junior job. But I did. I just was like, whatever. I, I think we all kind of struggle with that self-doubt. I certainly do. I'm certainly not immune to this. But I kind of just look at it like, you know, just shooting my shot. I don't know. I mean, there's that there's that cheesy. Is it it's like Babe Ruth? I don't know who it is. It's like some baseball player. Maybe it's Michael Jordan. Hold on. Michael Jordan. You miss 100 of the shots that you don't take. I mean, cheesy, but true. You just got to go after it. Starting YouTube. Get this question a lot. You know, I always talk about how powerful content can be. And that also it is a long game. So like you got to start if you want to see results in a couple of years, you kind of got to start now because it isn't an overnight thing. I think overnight success is becoming a little bit more realistic with platforms like TikTok and stuff nowadays. But it's it's a grind for most people. And um, yeah, especially a platform like YouTube. So you just got to start. And I think I was actually pretty lucky when I started in that I didn't even know what was possible. I didn't really understand what YouTube was. I knew it was a website that you could watch videos, but I definitely uh, didn't know that there was this whole ecosystem behind it. I didn't know people got paid. I didn't know any of that pressure. So I think I was kind of lucky in that sense, because I know a lot of you do know the potential of YouTube now when you have these goals or, you know, replace YouTube with whatever it is that you're striving for, right? You know, when we know too much about it, sometimes it can kind of put that pressure on. So honestly, I guess my advice is to like, go back to the enjoyment of it, go back to the pleasure in it, go back to the fun in it and, and, and just have fun. There is this video, I'm going to link it. It's called the gap. And it's based off of a quote by Ira Glass, who is a like thought leader. I think he has a podcast, uh, things like that. Anyway, Basically, the gist of it is there's this gap between what we have, the capacity, the ability to create right now and what we know to be good. And when you're a big fan of something, if you're a big fan of YouTube, if you watch YouTube all day, if you listen to podcasts all day, if you watch, you know, entrepreneurship content all day and you see people who you admire or who you look up to and who you want to kind of replicate their success, you know what good is, right? You like, you know what the metric is. But when you first start, it's very likely just not going to be that good. Like, I mean, I've been doing this for years and I just, I'm not producing Oprah level content. I still have a ways to go. So sometimes that gap in between what we can create and what we know to be good can be very discouraging. But in this sort of quote, this video that I, I'm going to share with you, they just kind of talk about how you just got to push through it. Like that's how you get better is you just, you do those reps, you keep doing it every day and you're going to look back in three months 30 days, three years, whatever, and you are going to see the difference. So yeah, I I don't know what the advice is. I'm not going to say, you know, don't watch YouTube if you want to be a YouTuber, but I will say to some extent, like you, you have to find the passion for it and you have to find your own unique voice in it too, I think is really important. Knowing that all those people that I just named, like Oprah, I grew up watching her, right? Like she's always going to be like one of the people who encouraged me to get into doing content, to be honest. She's like the world's best content creator. Um, I can't hold myself to her standard. And I also, I'm not going to do the same type of content as her. I'm going to find my own unique spin on it. Currently I'm sucking at TikTok. Like that is something that I've kind of just committed to sucking at for maybe like a year or something. I don't know. I guess it's been a little bit over a year since I've been on TikTok, but 
maybe maybe I'll give it a couple years. But yeah, you know, I'm I don't know what I'm doing over there. I don't know if I like it. Some days I like it. Some days I hate it. You know, you just have to play. You have to play. You have to get your hands dirty. Even now, like I feel like I still suck on TikTok, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so bad. I'm so behind. Um, the gap. I'm definitely in that period where I see the gap. I see the people who are crushing it on TikTok and I'm not one of those people and I feel too old to be on that platform and all these things. But even me, when I look at the videos on TikTok that I posted, you know, a year ago when I first started, I'm like, oh my gosh, what was I doing? Why did I start each TikTok by saying, hey guys, what's up? Like, so you guys ask me quite like, stop. <laughs> like, that's so annoying. That is not how you do a TikTok, you know? So I'm seeing the growth already, even though it doesn't feel like there is growth. Keep that in mind. And, and also like schedule check-ins with yourself. That's my advice is make sure that you're writing down data. If it is a platform like TikTok or YouTube that you're trying to grow, make sure to schedule time to review that data so that you are like looking at your growth so that you are seeing how far you've come. I shared this on my Substack, which I don't talk about very often. It's a very personal newsletter like that. I barely ever like share or update to. It's just kind of about the writing process and things like that. I shared about a year ago that I'm working on my first book. And I'm going to keep this short for those of you who are on my Substack email list. But basically, I let imposter syndrome get the best of me with the book. I love what I wrote. I feel really good about it. And I love it so much that I was like afraid to put it out into the world. And I was afraid to open myself up to any other characters involved, right? Meaning like hiring an agent or finding an agent, finding a publisher. It just really freaked me out so much so that I pretty much like just removed myself from that process. And I didn't touch my agent emails. I didn't touch, you know, my book proposal for like months and something really funny happened where I, it's not funny, it's embarrassing, but I basically blew off an agent who was interested in the book because I, I was too like afraid. Like, I, I don't know, like I was too afraid to open the email. I thought it was going to be rejection and it wasn't. So I'm just saying that to let you know that you're a lot more qualified than you think you are. Your best does not need to be perfect. Like the imperfections sometimes are what make you unique. So just open yourself up to um, trying, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I think it's also important to note that, you know, career growth is more like a muscle than, I don't know, like a magic pill. I feel like in the entrepreneurial community, this is a reason why I say I hate the term algorithm. I hate the term hacks. I hate all of that stuff. And I'm not saying that algorithms are not real because they are real, but I'm not going to run around thinking about the next Instagram algorithm 24 seven when I know that actually consistency, clarity of messaging is like a lot more important, to be honest. Like that's what my experience, that's what my decade or so of experience across various platforms that have come and go have taught me is that those are two of the most important things more than the Instagram algorithm. And I'm not picking on, you know, anyone who talks about those things. They are real. And, it, you know, sure, it's important to stand the no to some degree, but nothing really compares to consistency and clarity. And I think if we just start thinking about career growth as a muscle, as something that we build up, that we get reps in about, you know, hey, I'm going to post something every day. I am going to write every morning. I am going to take on, you know, five new clients this quarter. 
you're just going to get better. And don't get me wrong here. I think it's important to learn and to not um, scam your customers, let's say, because I think we can go too far on this too, on the perfectionism scale, where sometimes you'll see people who have like never taken on a social media management client teaching social media management courses, or, you know, people who've never opened up a Facebook ads account offering ads to their clients. And I think that is just very dangerous. I think it hurts the industry as a whole to have people who don't really know what they're talking about, just trying to make a quick buck. So definitely keep that in mind. But I think most of my listeners and viewers tend to be far more on the other side where we feel like we have to know everything. I can't tell you how many times I hear people say, I don't know how to do ads, so I can't be a social media manager. And let me tell you a little secret. I was in corporate. My last role actually was a social media ads manager at a Fortune 500 staffing company. I barely know how to do ads. I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm going to keep it real. I I got pretty good at running ads for that specific niche, for that specific industry, for LinkedIn and Facebook. But that's about it. I barely even ran Instagram ads for that company. I think we tried like one Snapchat ad back when Snapchat was really popular. I've been being a social media manager for a long time. I, in fact, had good jobs for corporate companies as a social media manager. And I wouldn't say I'm an expert. And it's just funny because we kind of sometimes try to like find reasons why we can't do something. But what if instead of finding reasons why we can't do something, why we couldn't do something, we looked at the reasons that we could. Sure, you don't know how to do ads, but do you know how to create content? Do you know how to write copy? Do you know how to schedule posts? Do you know how to come up with content ideas? I mean, these are all skills. These are all jobs in and of themselves. So just write out that list of things that you can do, that you do know how to do instead of what you don't have. And I, I feel like I'm um, having deja vu here because I know I said this in a podcast recently, but think about the possibilities rather than the things that you lack. That's abundance mindset, really. You know, think about what you can do, what you do have versus what you lack. I think that's just kind of like optimism or like I said, abundance mindset in a nutshell. You know, that helps me so much in life in general, even if I'm just having a bad day. Okay, well, my head hurts, but I also have like this roof over my head and these loving people in my life and, you know, this amazing community of people and all these other things. So maybe my life isn't that bad because one day out of 365, I have a headache, right? So try to think of your career that way to why should you apply for this versus why shouldn't you? I like to talk about taking messy action a lot, and I'm going to challenge you to take messy action in today's episode. That's really my goal with this. Like I said, I didn't really have, I've had this very loose rambling of thoughts, not really a formal outline, but I really just want to encourage you to take messy action because that's what's gotten me here. Honestly, I had no idea what I was doing when I first started my freelancing profile on Upwork. I had no idea what I was doing when I first created my first YouTube video, when I applied for my first corporate job. Like I had no idea. I just saw something interesting that I wanted to try. And none of this is really permanent. I mean, I guess if you're talking about tattoos or something, but like even tattoos aren't permanent anymore. Uh, really, but do please think about your tattoos. I say this as a person with a hand tattoo, think, think long and clear about them. But anyway, career decisions, offers that you come up with, YouTube content, niches, none of that stuff is really permanent. You can always delete it. You can always take it down. Sure. The internet is forever. Don't put something out. That's going to be like offensive or that's, you know, going to hurt you in your career long-term. But if it's just about, oh, I didn't like the lighting or I changed my mind about the niche I want to talk about, just take it down and start over. 
So take that messy action. Just move forward. This is something that actually my mom used to talk about when I was like, you know, first entering the career field and I was working, you know, retail in college and things like that. She was just like, as long as you're like moving forward, like, you know, it was never about the dollar amount or the job title. It was just like about, am I, am I moving forward? Am I moving up? I guess the latter in some degree. And I think even further than just moving forward, it's just keep moving, keep moving. Don't just stay stagnant for too long. Even if that stagnancy is in a really good place, if you are super, super successful, I feel like I can do that for about three months of like, all right, I feel like I'm in a really good place. Let me like breathe for a little bit. And then I start to get bored or I might not even feel bored, but there's just this drive inside of me that's like next level, (laughs) next, next thing, try it. Writing this book, like for me, that was like next level, like, and that is next level. And I feel like even just putting it out into the universe has helped open me up to a new level. I've gotten speaking gigs that are like career highs for me. By the way, did I mention to you that I'm going to be speaking at Social Media Marketing World this year? I mean, if you know, you know, if you know social media marketing world, you know that it's a really big, a really big deal. LinkedIn learning called and asked to do courses with me. Now, they don't know that I'm writing this book, but I feel like I just started showing up as this different version of myself. As weird as that might sound, I just started showing up differently by leveling up in that way. So um, move, (laughs) like keep moving, keep moving forward, but keep moving in general. The book Winging It by Emma Isaacs, I've talked about that before as well. That one really helped me because, you know, she's just like super successful. You know, she's like where I want to be in 10 years, right? She has this like super successful business. She's a published author multiple times now, I think. Uh, She has this family. I personally don't want children, but like, you know, she has like a, a successful personal and family life and things like that. And her, her book is all about how, like, she has no idea what she's doing half the time. And I just found it so refreshing. And I say this to people all the time. If I didn't have Google, I don't know if I'd have a business. I'm keeping it real. YouTube, I don't know if I'd have a business without YouTube. Not just from, like, a content perspective, but from a research perspective as well. Nobody knows everything. Nobody. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Jeff Bezos, if you're whoever these people did not know everything. In fact, a lot of them don't know a lot. The more that I go into rooms with important, powerful people, I realize like, and this is not talking down on anyone, but it's just like, we're all just kind of figuring it out. So, um, yeah, I'm just encouraging you to put yourself in the ring. That's what this pep talk is about. Just try. What is the one thing that you really want to do next year, this year, a week from now, whatever, write that thing down. What is it? Feel it envision it, visualize it for yourself, you know, put it on the vision board. Sure. That's a good first place to start, but I'll tell you why a lot of vision boards don't work. It's because they don't have that action. They don't have that follow-up written down on them as well. It's just kind of like, I'm going to think about these things and I'm going to manifest it. And I'm not hating on manifestation. I'm sure whatever. I, I believe in it to some extent, but like, I believe in it because you move, you put forward energy to make it actually happen. You put it on the calendar. If you want to write a book like I do, I put for the first six months of 2022, every single morning, I had a writing block and I still write every day. I don't, I'm not as rigid about it now that my, those muscles have been trained. But in the beginning, I just had a writing block on my calendar. Nobody could schedule over it. I guarded that with my life. 
that was me putting forth energy, putting forth time and dedication to it, not just manifesting it, not just saying, I hope a publishing deal falls into my lap. It was me buying books, me doing research, like all of these things, right? So think about whatever that thing is for you and then put it onto the calendar. Get an accountability partner if you need to. Join an accountability group, like whatever you need to do uh, to make it happen, but make sure that you put that movement, that motion behind it, even if it feels messy, some action, sloppy action, messy action is better than no action. I I promise you this. If I've learned anything over the years, it's, it's definitely that. So anyway, just a little pep talk today. I don't know. Do you like these random ranty uh, episodes? Probably not, but let me know if you do. <laughs> and thank you so much for tuning in. I'm wishing you all the very best. And if you did enjoy this episode, please be sure to leave me a comment on YouTube or on Spotify. You can also follow the podcast on all the podcasting platforms. You can subscribe on YouTube. And I think that's about it. Oh, rate a review if you don't mind. Actually, you know what? I want to do this thing. I, I heard this on another podcast. If you listened all the way to the end, you're getting a secret little giveaway. I want to buy you a coffee. So if you want to review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, screenshot your review and send it to me on Instagram. DM me at the Latasha James. And I will choose a random person and I'll send you a coffee gift card. Just a little treat to go along with your pep talk. Okay, thanks so much for watching. I'll talk to you next time. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.